your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. It is 26 minutes after the hour here on the Gerard at Large radio show. And we are in studio with Christopher Stewart. He is a former school board member from Manchester's downtown, Ward 3. After having a few kids of his own, he went to the uh, greener pastures of Ward 1, where there was a bit of a yard where they could stretch their legs. And now he's... What's that? Needed a yard. Needed, Needed a yard. Needed and now yard. he is uh, in the race for Alderman up against someone believe, some believe is an untouchable incumbent in Kevin Kavanaugh. We've given Chris extra time to be on the radio show because, well, Kevin Kavanaugh, as every candidate, was invited to do a debate. We sent out a nice little letter. Christopher Stewart said, I'd be interested in doing a debate. We tried to arrange it. And despite uh, multiple entreaties, uh, Senator Kavanaugh, Alderman Kavanaugh, whatever you want to call him, he, uh, he didn't even pay us the courtesy of a reply, which is disappointing. That said, we'll give some additional airtime to Christopher Stewart to talk about what some view as a long shot campaign, but others think is going to be a surprise uh, with us here for the next couple of segments. Chris, uh, good morning. Rich, good morning. Great to be here. Welcome back. So as a way of uh, giving people a brief introduction, a brief bio on who you are and what you do before we get on to the race, why don't we start there? By the way... Um, endorsed by our sponsor for this segment the concerned taxpayers of manchester they have endorsed chris and a whole list of candidates for alderman and school board who bothered to answer their survey and no just answering the survey didn't get you the endorsement there were plenty of people who did answer that didn't get the endorsement and you can see all of those at uh, concerned taxpayers of manchester.com that's concerned taxpayers of manchester.com among the notable no shows in the survey was Joyce Craig, who says she respects the tax cap and would better use dollars that the city has. She wouldn't tell the taxpayers that in writing in a survey. And so when you go click next to her name, you'll see a big blank. Why? Well, apparently, I guess she answers some questions, but not others. Learn more at ConcernedTaxpayersOfManchester.com. Good morning, Chris. Well, good morning, and I'm certainly uh, was very pleased to get their endorsement. I've been very pleased to be endorsed by the New Hampshire Union leader, by former Mayor uh, Ray Wazorek, and by hundreds of Democrats, Republicans, and independents across Ward 1. So uh, just backing up a little bit, again, my name is Chris Stewart, and I'm running for Alderman in Ward 1. Uh, I'm a small business owner, happily married to my better half, Sarah Stewart. Uh, we have three children, my boy, Edward, who is almost five, and my twin girls, uh, Macy and Katie, who just turned three. So we have a, we have a very busy household on, <laughs> on most mornings. Uh, but I we, understand that. We, uh, we live over by Webster School, and as Rich said, uh, I was on school board for two terms when we lived downtown in, in Ward 3 and loved it. But after we had the kids, we moved up to Ward 1, and uh, all of my kids now are over at St. Peter's uh, Daycare on the west side, but we'll all be starting Webster School. Uh, Edward will be next year, and the girls will be a year after that. There you go. So we're very pleased to be a, a part of the Ward 1 uh, community and so family. So you're confidently sending your kids to Manchester schools. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, Chris, what do you see as the issues here? And I don't know if you want to address the whole winnability issue as you go, but a lot of people think that you're just out to lunch on this one. Well, that's okay. I, I, I run the race that I've wanted to run. We've run the race that we set out to run, um, focused on the issues and focused on talking to as many people as we can in, in the ward. Uh, we feel very good about tomorrow. Uh, it is, we think that we're going to do, we're, we feel very good about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we've been getting out and talking uh, to, to voters um, and people across the ward, I mean, I, I think it's what we talked about the last time I was in here, the issues that really resonate. Uh, at the top of the list would be taxes uh, and the tax cap. And 
and sort of not only making sure that we keep taxes low, but also make sure that the the money that we currently have in the system, the tax dollars we currently have in the system, is more responsibly spent and better spent than it currently is. And so I would say that that would be the number one issue. Uh, the number two issue would be sort of a, a toss-up between uh, schools and the opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, people across- Before you go too far there, because, yep. you know, Ward 1 is sort of seen as this bastion now of people who really don't, quote, don't care about taxes as long as they, uh, you know, as long as they're – the money's going to the schools that, or to other things that they're concerned that has, about. That has not been what I've what I've found. I, I think that there is – I think it is fair to say – and I, again, I hesitate to talk for the whole ward. But speaking from my experiences, from what I've learned from talking to people is um, people want a school district in Manchester that is – I like to say we can have the best school district in the state of New Hampshire in, in the city of Manchester. And people – that really resonates with people. But it is also true that folks are aware that over the, about the last 15 years in our school district, and there are people that are running for school board that talk about this, but over the last 15 years in our school district, we've more or less doubled the amount of money that we're spending per pupil at the same time yeah. as our enrollment has gone down and our test scores have gone down and our dropout rates have gone up. So as we're shoveling new dollars into the into the education system, we are getting a worse and worse return for those for that money. And that people that resonates. People understand that they're aware that it's going on, and so what I think that they're looking for is uh, a new crop of leadership that can come forward and sort of take a look at why that's the case and figure out a way right. to, to address that moving More forward. More or less, challenge the status quo Absolutely. and ask the questions that need to be asked, so you can have the discussions that need to be had, so that if there are changes that can be made, good. Let's talk about those. And if those cost more money, but we understand what we're going to get and how we're going to measure uh, success then fine. But let's ask the questions and make the changes first. Yes. All right. Okay. Now, you were talking about the opioid crisis. And certainly that's a huge issue in everyone's uh, in everyone's mind as well. I mean, it's an issue that cuts across all uh, segments of, of Manchester society. It's not only a local problem, but it's a national problem as well. And uh, talking with, with folks, the healthcare professionals, the first responders, and the, the um, law enforcement, I think that there's a general agreement now that uh, there's more or less enough money in this current system to take care of this problem. And the, and the issue moving forward is making sure that all the different groups are communicating well with one another and making sure that we're being as efficient and as effective as possible moving forward. Right. Well, the, the mayor, that's a major plank in, in his campaign. Of course, no one has been on the forefront of the issue uh, uh, more than Mayor Gatsas has been. But he says the next the next step is to find housing. Um, interim housing, safe housing for recovering addicts so that they don't uh, relapse or at least have a much less, a, a much, uh, a much smaller chance of relapsing. Do you see a role for the city as a government or the state? Where does this housing come from, Chris? And do you agree with the mayor that it's the next big step to tackling this epidemic? I, I'm not as well versed on that particular part of the of the question as, enough to make a really informed decision on it. What I would say is, and I think we talked about this a little bit on your show the last time I was here, is that I, I know people that have gone through housing, safe housing, where, where addicts have come, they're in recovery, they're trying to get clean, and they're in housing that is safe and secure and provides them with an environment that uh, allows them to get clean. And so I think that that's an enormously uh, important thing. Um, whether that's a private or public um, uh, operation or some sort of joint partnership between private and public, I, I can't speak to that. Gotcha. All right. So details to follow. So between the opioid epidemic, taxes and spending in schools, uh, is there any room for anything else that you're hearing from people sort of on a global or city basis 
in Ward 1. Absolutely. I think that people are absolutely disgusted and fed up with both the Board of Mayor and Alderman and the Board of School Committee. And I think mm-hmm. that they turn on their TVs and watch it and are just horrified at the behavior of many of the incumbents on both of those boards. And you were talking earlier a little bit about the horse race and the and the um, the upcoming election. And I would, I would just say this. I mean, I have obviously a lot of friends that are on both boards. I have a lot of friends that are running as challengers. But I would say that in general, if you're an, if you're an incumbent and you have a serious opponent and you're not taking that opponent seriously for tomorrow, you might be, you might be surprised and disappointed by the way the votes go tomorrow night. I think people are paying attention and I think they're disgusted with what they see. On right. both the yeah, now, the, the conflicts of interest, the failure of the Board of Aldermen to refer citizen complaints on the a violation of the charter committed by uh, Ward 2 Alderman Lawn Ludwig and Ward 11 Alderman Norm Gamash. You know, what we've seen unfold on the school board with uh, them <laughs> voting to uh, keep secret the investigative findings into Nancy Tessier's violation of multiple laws, charter provisions, and board policies, while also voting to keep secret uh, that investigation into me on the bogus charges that I was found totally innocent of. Um, uh, is this sort of an undercurrent that you that you detect uh, as you're going door to door? Sure, absolutely. I mean, let's talk about the Board of School Committee for for a brief minute. I I was first elected to the Board of School Committee in the year 2011, and if you went to if you went to a Board of School Committee meeting in the year 2011, and you went to a Board of School Committee meeting today, mm-hmm. you're talking about the exact same issues, and you're having the exact same fights that you've been having for six years. And as a parent with kids in the school district, I would be shocked, outraged, and disgusted by that, that why can't we move beyond the petty bickering and the nonsense that has nothing to do with student achievement and really focus on what would make the school district a a better place to put our kids? Mm -hmm. And on the city side, it's even worse. I mean, the the automatic board, as everyone knows, is a snake pit. It's all divvied up between rival factions. They don't talk to one another. The good of the city is not important to anyone. What is important to most of the people over there is protecting their fiefdoms and the way that they've been doing things for 20 years. And those days are past. And if we want to be a city that is thriving in the 21st century, if we want to be a place that's going to attract new families and new business um, and keep up with all the wonderful things that are going on in pockets all around our city and build on that, we simply just need new new political leadership on, on the two boards. Right. Well, and of course, you know, you do have some insight into the turf wars and the fiefdoms that exist within the school district. And one of the things that I've seen in the last year is actually has gotten worse um, in my opinion, because of Dr. Vargas. And I actually mean that in a good way, is Dr. Vargas who had, see, we didn't know until we found out that Dr. Livingston, who said she had no ties to the area, actually did. And they were significant ties, and I won't go into them because people will accuse me of maligning people, but she was not um, an objective player when she came to this district. She had people within the district that she was close with, and uh, that formed an awful lot of her decisions when it came to personnel. But here you have Vargas, who knows nobody from nobody, taking an objective look at things, who is competent, who is not, who is well-placed, who is not, what is needed, what is not, changes that are required, um, et cetera, et cetera. And he's trying to bring this stuff forward, and he is running into uh, a buzzsaw that uh, not only is coming at him from within the district offices, but the school board, as they try to protect their their favorite little animals in the in the organization from you know becoming his next uh, dinner. And he's not he's not targeting people. He's just he's just saying, look, if the organization is going to operate properly, it needs to 
do things this way and it needs to have people with these skills and capabilities and where there's a mismatch he's said we need to make changes right and that has driven the school board crazy and you're right they're focused on protecting the sacred cows rather than advancing the interests of the students right so that's my two cents all right this segment brought to us by Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis, he says the city's in the midst of a renaissance and he wants to keep the momentum going. To do that, he's come up with a 12-point plan to harness the new energy. That plan includes not just vetoing any increases over the tax cap and providing that recovery housing we discussed, but also safer streets, better schools, and improvements to our parks and public spaces. Learn more at tedgatsis.com slash plan. That's tedgatsis.com slash plan. We'll be back with more from Christopher Stewart following this break for traffic, weather, and sports.